Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of yours, DJ Crooked. We have DJ Never here. Yo, what up? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah, what up, what up? DJ D Miles is MIA, unfortunately. Once it's getting gonna, his ass fixed. It's going to start again. He's the MIA. He's getting his start. ass fixed again. Yeah, he's getting his ass fixed. <laughs> As always, uh, we got a special guest, though, man. We've been speaking about this new hotel in Las Vegas that that opened, Mega Hotel, Resorts World. They got a mega club in there, a day club in there called IU Day Club. They're set to open the Zook Nightclub probably in the fall, winter. But yeah, this is like a mega maybe. club. It, it's doing it's doing crazy, crazy numbers. The hotel's doing crazy, crazy numbers. You know, it, it's really kind of exploded into the Las Vegas scene. And uh, we got a special guest who's the resident DJ there. And I've known him since Omnia Cabo when I was going. Uh, he worked at Hakkasan Group. And uh, he was the resident in Mexico at Omnia in Cabo. And uh, now he's in Vegas. And he's uh, he's holding uh, IU Nightclub and Zook down. And uh, we're really happy to have DJ Flight here. Flight, what's good, man? What's good, man? What's good, fellas? How Excited you doing? Excited to be here. Man. Yeah, yeah. Listen to, shit. Listen to every single episode, I think. So. <laughs> oh, jeez. This, this, this is kind of surreal. It's kind of <laughs> surreal, man. Yeah, no, I'm stuck to be here. Yeah, man. He's going to be listening to himself the next week and be like, fuck, I can't believe I'm oh, on here. I know, right? Yeah, right. I'm yeah. Try not to listen to myself. I originally met Flight when I got booked to Cabo. And I like I I did Omnia Cabo and I got I think I flew out there for like two days I'm not I'm not sure it was like a day or two days yeah you're a quick trip yeah you're yeah there quick. quick trip and because uh, I think I had a gig after but a lot of people go out there and they stay a couple other extra days right when they when they yeah do. yeah yeah everybody kind of like did that as like their vacation thing so it's like we'll come out to Cabo we'll stay you know we'll play we'll just enjoy Cabo for like three four days and yeah kind of get back to reality. So like certain, yeah. yeah, so the venue is beautiful. The hotel is is like gorgeous. It's like yeah. an insane. It's it's probably like the there's this entryway right in the hotel that like every Instagram influencer takes a picture of. Like everyone comes to that hotel and it it's but like this dome shape, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they call it the Skywalk, the yeah. Omnia Skywalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I get there, there's like a there's like a handler and like the handler's like, hey, do you want a picture, you know, in front of the skywalk? And I'm like, no. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, you sure? Like everyone, everyone wants this picture. I'm like, I don't want that picture, yo. Like I was just like, give me to my hotel room. Like I just want to lay down and shit. But I, I did Omnia Cabo. I met with Flight. Great DJ, like super friendly. We were hanging out. We were chilling. And the, the spot is super fun, man. I mean. I, I think I got a, I got a little lit. Like, I got a little, yeah, little nice. Yeah, fun, man. I, yeah, I got a little carried away. I was, like, dancing with some of the bar staff, and, uh, you know? This dude crushed the reggaeton. <laughs> you, you probably threw down one of the best reggaeton sets, like, that's ever been been laid down at that, at that club. No, nah, no, nah, don't Damn. say that. Damn. Nah, nah. Then, then Crook's like, yo, he's like, I love to hear resident DJs play. Like, like I love to hear you play what you normally play, you know, like, play your shit. I'm like, all right. So, like, I get back on when he got done. He's like. Hey, bro, where's the cumbias? Where's the cumbias? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like oh, I'm kind of Mexican. I'm not that Mexican, though. Like, we, we like, you know, it's like an open format club out there. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, you crushed it, though. That shit was fun. Oh, no, no, like, man. This is, a, this is a while ago before everyone, before, like, reggaeton was really, really kind of, like, the exploding, right? Before they the made a comeback yeah, request, yeah. right? Yeah. Before, before a lot of these Latin DJs started turning into reggaeton djs right kind of yeah, like exactly and then all exactly. these i think it's great like a lot of these latin djs have like they don't have to just play hip-hop and you know music that's outside of their culture pretty much they can kind of embrace their yeah. culture a little bit more 
right? Yeah, exactly. And they're, and they're digging even deeper, like the childhood shit. They're like, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up, like, I didn't grow up listening to, like, cumbia. And, like, I wasn't around any of that shit. You know, like, I, I would hear salsa merengue outside, but, like, I didn't have that culture. But it's really dope to see a lot of Latin DJs really dig deep into their childhood and, like, bring bring all of that music back. And then, yeah, like, remix it. shit, right? And then, and then, and then hear that shit in the clubs. But, yeah, so we, we linked up. It was really fun bar staff you had over there i think i, I played swag fucking surfing nice, i played swag oh, surfing and the yeah, whole <laughs> yeah yeah oh, i'm losing their minds bro and then, the, their minds over there. and then the bar staff like stood on the on the on the bar and started doing this the surf and shit it was like they were like super fun out there i just remember that and whatnot yeah. so you were the resident dj there and there were like yeah. big names on the list there was like what like so like almost every EDM DJ used to go there like Tiesto, yeah. Diplo, Cascade, all of pretty them, everybody, man. Alesso, yeah, all everybody. of them, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So you yeah. were the resident there, but you're OG. You're originally from like the San Diego area in California, right? Yeah. So I'm from a little town called San Luis Obispo, mm-hmm. and that's like uh, it's directly between LA and San Francisco on the coast. So it's just like a sleepy surf town, but we had a college, uh, Cal Poly, which was pretty crazy like we'd have a lot of a lot of good nights a lot of big bar scenes so like all the bars are on one block so there's like eight or nine bars and they're like four spots with djs that kind of everybody was trying to get a spot at these at these venues and uh there was one spot where i played called slow brew which was uh, a live concert venue so every every night they have like really really good bookers so the bookers they booked like uh they booked no doubt before no doubt was a thing wow ASAP Rocky, like I opened for Too Short, E40. Oh shit! Uh, Willie Nelson was there, like just every, everybody. From, yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah. Like everybody from every genre of music would would play there, and it was like an intimate, you know, 800, 900 person venue. Eight hundred, so nine hundred. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was small, but they had big. They had pretty big shows. They had like basically everybody from every walk of music um, had played there. So it was kind of a cool venue where people were were touring from San Francisco down to L.A they would usually stop at Slow Brew. And then like, so we get a lot of good artists. We even had like Snoop Dogg there. Uh, yeah, so just everybody, anybody and everybody pretty much came through there. So that's where I was originally from. So then what, what, then, uh, what made you move to Mexico? Like what made you go over there? Yeah, so so I, I, I lived in Slow like my whole life, San Luis Obispo. I lived in Slow my whole life. And then uh, I had a contracting business. So I like work construction during the day. Uh, oh, we shit. did government we did government contracting. So like my dad had a business and I started a business in like 2012. So I did that during the day. So I'd like wake up at five, run that shit to like five. And then I coached high school basketball for like seven years. Jesus. So I do basketball after, and then I DJed. Damn. Uh, like three, busy. <laughs> three, three, four nights a week. And I was like, I, I started to like, you know, have family, have kids. And then uh, when I turned 30, I tore my Achilles and like everything stopped like couldn't go outside and work anymore i couldn't do shit so i was just like sitting at home and then that shit cost me so much money i had insurance but it's still like the surgery alone cost me probably like 15 g's out of pocket wow. and then rehab like i went to santa barbara to rehab so i'm like yo i'm gonna like i'm gonna spend money to make sure i do this right and uh i was like yo, this is fucking stupid like you've been working you know i work probably work 60 70 hours a week minimum for 10 years, you know, like after I turned 21, I'm like, okay, you worked all that time. And now what? Like you don't, you didn't, you kind of lost your twenties. So I'm like, fuck this. I went on a vacation to Mexico actually to get a root canal in Playa del Carmen. And I met this guy named Uziel at the Thompson hotel. 
and uh, there's a catch restaurant there. And I was like, they had just opened. And anyway, so I'm like, I hit this dude up like on Facebook. I'm like, Hey, uh, I'm gonna be in town, whatever this and that. He's like, yeah, just come, come up to the, to the nightclub. Cause they had a club there at night. And so I went up there and I stayed in touch with Uzi. I'm like, yo, I think I'm going to go to Mexico. So when I got back home, I listed my house for sale, sold in like two weeks. And then uh, little my mom for like three months, found a place to live in Playa del Carmen and fucking moved to Mexico, dude. Really? I said, fuck it. What, what, so God said, damn, what an adventure that was. I don't know. Wait, I, wait, I said, wait, I said, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's speeding through a lot of this shit. Wait, what, what happened? Yeah. What happened down there that made you want to move though? Like what happened? No, so, so when I tore my Achilles, I was just done. Cause like, you know, like pouring concrete and dealing with fucking government people and like, yeah, yeah. Caltrans and shit. That shit sucks, bro. Right. Like, there's there's nothing fun about but it. What, and it was cool. It was very stable, but yeah. But while you were in Mexico, what happened? You just had so much fun there? Or oh, it was fucking so dope, bro. It, it was, <laughs> Playa del Carmen, Carmen is one of the best cities in the world. So you have you have the ocean, which yeah. is like, which is like, I guess you'd consider it like First Avenue is the ocean. And then, because the avenues go by five. So the first street up from the ocean is called La Quinta Avenida. It's Fifth Avenue. It's a two and a half mile pedestrian thoroughfare. With restaurants and bars everywhere, fucking, I'm like, like everywhere, like two and a half miles of just restaurants, bars, and shops, and there's no cars, nothing, and it was just so cool. Like the people were so fucking nice, and everybody was so dope. And I'm like, yo, this is amazing. And then like I met a couple of people, like I met Uzi, who was from uh, Austin, Texas. He got he got deported to Mexico for whatever, you know. I think so. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, bro, he's like, yo, Mexico life is good. And I'm like, okay, cool. So like we hung out and just the the place is beautiful. So if you don't know Fido Carmen's like 45 minutes north of Tulum, which is where everybody goes, like where we basically Tulum, yeah. Like where everybody, you know, all the Instagram thoughts are at right now. So uh Yeah, why did Tulum blow up all of a sudden last year? Like it was no idea, man. Is it no just, idea. Someone told because me- it costs it costs two quarters to live there for two days, bro. Well, that's yeah, yeah. cheap. Tulum <laughs> is the most fucked up shit, bro. Like everybody fucked up Tulum because Tulum used to be like this hippie paradise where you go there and you do yoga on the beach and a bunch of palapas. So there's no buildings over three stories. It's all palapa buildings on the beach, and there's like literally hippie paradise. And then you'd have all your like techno raves and like house music shows out there. And it was all, it was dope. And then all of a sudden it just blew up during the pandemic for some reason. And, and now everything's expensive as fuck. Like it's really? so expensive. Oh, in Mexico, how, how things kind of work is like, the cartel never messed with Tulum because there wasn't any reason for them to mess with Tulum really mm-hmm. besides like there's a festival. Cause it's like, there's no lights. So everything's, once it's dark, like you'd have the moon, you know, you have the full moon parties or whatever and that was it. But, but now that there's, there and there's restaurants with bottle service and this and that it's like, you know, the cartel has a reason to sell drugs because people want drugs. So now you have the cartel and you have more than one like arm of the cartel. You have a couple different cartels in there. So now there's like, there's little issues here and there. And it's what happens everywhere in Mexico. It's what happened to like Acapulco. Um, it happened wow. in Cabo a few years back. So it's just, it's crazy, but um, yeah, Tulum's expensive and it's still beautiful, but it's just a little bit different, you know? Wow. So social media literally fucked up Tulum. Yeah. I mean, it's, people still love it, but it's just like when I was there, like when I was, I lived there from 16 to 18, it was way different. And even before I was there, it's probably way different. You know, I actually ended up going to a destination wedding in Tulum at one point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kind of decided, I'm like, 
okay, like, you know, when the guys are making the announcement, they're like, you know, Meester and Meeseys, Smith, and they don't really like MC or they don't really like, can't really run the weddings. So I was like, shit, I'm just going to start a wedding business out here and I'll just get all the destination weddings. So like, I don't know, that kind of worked pretty good for a little bit. And then, uh, yeah. So wait, so (laughs) you went to Mexico, right? For vacation. You're yeah, like, get a root canal. To so get a root canal. Root really. canal, right? Yeah. Ended up hanging out. You're like, I love the vibe here. I bet yeah. you, you probably had some good money saved up. And you were like, yeah. yo, it's it's super affordable to live out here, right? Probably. Exactly. I'm, yeah. And then I could so like, I could really stretch my dollar living out here. And yeah. there's a market for me to make some money on top of that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And DJing and and uh, doing these wedding and these nightclubs here and there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you were you were out there hustling. You were, like bringing that American hustle, right? Kind of, sort of, man. Kinda, kinda? I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I like I, I pulled up there with honestly, it was a six month plan. I paid I paid six months right up front. Yeah. I'm like, I just need to get the fuck away for six months and like recharge my batteries, and then I'll get back to the states. And get back on this, you know, like I, I was DJing in the States. I'm doing like $250 gigs, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like everybody's like fucking cannibalizing each other to get these gigs. Like I would only give my, I would only give my slow gigs up to DJ Donk from like DMS, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, to DJ Soul. And like, and maybe a couple other cats. Like I, I was very protective of my gigs because I know motherfuckers are going to come in and be like, oh, I'll do the shit for $150. i will do it for $100, you know? Which mm-hmm. is the case in damn near every market. So I, I was tired of that. I was tired of everything. So I said, like, I moved, and I basically wanted to be there for six months and recharge, and then like go back to the states and and just like, okay, now I'm good. Like I need to get away and I'll go back to grinding and you know hustling like we do in the states. And then I just ended up staying. Man, I got a job at a one hotel, and I got a job at Catch Restaurant, like the same Catch that's in L.A. and New York. Yeah, yeah, that's but a good look. That's a that's a big restaurant. Yeah exactly so out there it's just kind of a thing like it's just it's just a really nice restaurant like on top of a hotel so you started becoming uh, becoming like the it guy in mex in like like in mexico right a little bit sort of man i was like the only guy that didn't play tech house or like deep house or soulful house oh so that's all that was out there pretty much all that was out there like when i played like duke dumont and like some shit like that like oh you just play pop i'm like "Eh, i guess yeah. I'm like, this is kind of like indie house for me, but they're like, no, 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 it's like pop, dude. Like, we play like, you know, it's like techno, techno, uh, very international scene. So, uh, yeah, man, I just, I was out there just kind of doing my thing. And then, uh, yeah, just everything kind of just grew from there. So I do day, night, day, night, day. So, like, was it is like five, five shifts back to back to back to back, be like 95 degrees and 95% humidity. Wow. I didn't get paid shit, you know. Like Mexico does not pay any money. Like, don't go to Mexico expecting to get paid. So you were getting decent money, or you were getting pretty low. Not, not even decent, bro. Like, like, like embarrassingly low. <laughs> but, but out there it went a long way. So, like, if you live like a local, your money goes a long way in Mexico. But if you do bougie shit, your money, it's just like being here in Vegas on the Strip. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's, 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 you can get. And out there is cool because I didn't have a car or anything, so I just walked around everywhere. Like, rode a bike get groceries or rode my bike like haircuts are three dollars like as long as you find the right spots like you, you could live a great life out there for very very cheap long story short i ended up doing their new year's party which like where mark and eugene you know mark Beerbaum and uh, eugene yeah, yeah. and all those guys yeah um, so mm-hmm. they came out they came out for new year's and threw a big bash in Pi car when they brought all their friends out 
So Mark and Eugene are they're the original owners of Ten June in New York, which was a huge club in the two thousands. Okay. Two thousand tens, and then they opened Catch Restaurant. And, okay, and, gotcha. and then that blew up, yeah. And then, but Ten June closed, but Catch kept going and it kept killing. Mm-hmm. At one point, Ten June, uh, Mark and Eugene were kind of in battle with Doa and Jason, which is Tau Group in New York. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Because Ten June yeah. was just killing it; like they were really murdering it. So, okay, yeah, so, I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, but they're oh, they're, yeah. they're they're in charge of Catch. Yeah, they're yeah. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, super super cool people and like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they came through and we had like Jason Derulo for New Year's and uh, I DJed that party and usually like the resident DJ there just like play Deep House whatever. The year before me, they had like Nazi and Aoki. So it was like crazy. And the resident there was kind of like Deep House guy. So it was like whatever, like they're just vibing and it's cool. Like I, I like the house music thing, but it was a little bit different because you have a lot of Americans there. So I just played like a US like, oh my goodness, like a club. I'm like, I'm just playing a club set. And then uh, the guy that ran that for Mark and Eugene ended up being the marketing director for Hakkasan in Mexico. Mm. So when they opened Omnia, so somehow or another from me going to get a root canal, I ended up working a catch. And from that, I ended up getting hired by Hakkasan, Mexico. So I, I ran Omnia and uh, I did all their sound for, I did, I was, I was a D, resident DJ at Omnia, technical director. And then, um, at first, they had me like trying to book bands and shit and do everything for all four of our properties at Vidanta, that hotel that you went to. At, uh, so, yeah, Omnia Cabo, right? They they were having bands yeah. and shit. They had bands in, in like the restaurants, so they okay. have like salsa night. They're like, yo, we need you to find this. And I'm like, yo, like they gave me like seven days. So like, they wanted me, they wanted me, they wanted me. Didn't hear from them forever, and they like, yo, we need you here on Thursday. I'm like, I live across the fucking country. It's like a five hour flight from Cancun to Cabo. And like, just figure it out. I'm like, oh shit. All right. So imagine going from like uh, Florida to California. So yeah, that's yeah. about. And so you ended similar. up moving over there for the opportunity and shit. But I, I kind of want to go exactly. back to like when you were saying you would play an American set and everyone was playing like Soulful House and, and Deep House and stuff. Yeah. Were you playing like a mix of hip hop and everything and pop music? And- yeah. So I just played like a very open format, like hip hop, pop. Uh, some EDM stuff, like some major laser stuff. Nobody played reggaeton at that time. So like this is 16 to 18. Like it was very frowned upon because there's a lot of South Americans, right. a ton of Argentinians, like a bunch of different, a very, very international crowd. Right. And like they thought you were trash if you played reggaeton. Yeah. It was like it was yeah. like if you played hip hop in 2008. Like, oh, we don't want hip hop in our club. Like nobody wanted reggaeton. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's that's an important factor. That was only five years ago. 2016 yeah. to 2018 everyone really acts like reggaeton was always around and it was widely yeah. accepted like you go to miami mm-hmm. i would i would go to miami like 10 15 years ago they're like yo no reggaeton yeah be, it would be like cuban people like why are you playing why are you playing this trash you know <laughs> yeah. like, like it's crazy right locals like yeah like latinos were like why are you playing reggaeton like this shit is trash you know like don't yeah. play this shit and i'd be like oh shit it's kind of like when i would go to like the bay for gigs in the 2000s, mm-hmm. they'd be like, no hyphy. That's just, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's like, how do you like, what do you even do? Yeah. It w- I, w- I would go there and they'd be like, yo, no hyphy, no hyphy. Like, don't play any of that hyphy shit. I'd be in San Jose and everyone be like requesting <laughs> hyphy. And then of course, the, yeah. the owners are like, yo, don't play that shit. Don't play. Like, if you play that it's, shit, you'll never get wild. booked here again. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, shit. I was like, okay, uh, 
you know, party rockers in the house tonight. I got- <laughs> <laughs> All that EDM shit for y'all for this tonight. No, right? that's just the worst, man. I hate that. Like, I dealt with that. Like, Sloan is like a very, very whitewashed community. It's like all white people, like some Mexicans, some Filipinos, and like eight black people. And like, that's like San Luis Obispo. It's like a fucking beach town, beach town. I always like, oh man, like, you know, it's like, uh, let's keep it more up tempo tonight. Like, you know, like a little bit more up tempo. Like, right. I mean, maybe not so much hip hop. It's funny because, like, if like a a younger generation DJ ever went through that now, it would get blasted on Twitter like crazy, right? But we just had to deal with it for the last twenty plus years. Like, never you've been dealing with that forever. Like when you were, oh, definitely. I can't imagine for you, yeah. But like, oh man, yeah. Even in New York, though, like even in New York, it was that issue. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like just one of those things. I want to go back to the DJs though, like these these resident DJs in Cancun hearing you play pop music and everything and you and you know and were they kind of like hating on you or were they like oh shit we got to start playing some of this shit too were they like learning nah, they, from it no nah, i was the only guy not doing that so it was like in cancun at like some of the big big clubs they do like um edm reggaeton and like some hip-hop but generally like anywhere where anybody i talked to anybody like i hung out with it was like everything was beach club you know day party whatever night nightclub it's like house, 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 like wow. straight out of Europe. And then, so I played like a lot of soulful house and like some funky house and stuff. Like I had to, I had to adapt to that, which was great for me because I never played like house music, house music before. So it was cool for me. Cause like I had to learn, I had to learn something new. So it was very challenging. I don't just want to play like, you know, the punchy punchy all day, but like I need to find something with some cool vocals or something that relates to me. It helped me a lot as far as just like, you know, building a, building a more diverse sound. But uh, yeah, so nobody, nobody gave a fuck about me though. Like I had a cool job, but there was, there's so many DJs out there. Like imagine Vegas times five and that's how many DJs are in, are in wow. Final Karma Cancun. Cause yeah. every restaurant has a DJ. They pay you 400 or 500 pesos to play for like five hours, like $25. Yeah. That's and nothing, bro. Dude, oh, shit. Uh, that's nothing. And, and people were dying to get the work. Like I got, I got paid significantly more than that, but still not a lot. I was like, yo, man, if I could get to like 150 a night, I'll be gold. Oh but God. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Because I, 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 yeah, like I, that. It was like that. At that yeah. time, at that time, the dollar for the ratio from a dollar to a peso was about, I want to say 16 pesos per dollar. Yeah. So just times that to get to 500. So whatever that was. It wasn't good, man. It wasn't good. So I was like, I, I, I kind of, luckily I had money. So I was like, I, I had money from selling my house and stuff. So I was like, I'm chilling, but so my money was basically just to fuck around with because I didn't think I'd be there that long. I'm like, I just gonna fuck around with this right. for a year or whatever. I'm you, like, cool. I mean, like, you, you can't stack paper with that kind of with, kind, with that kind of rate. You could just kind of live, right? You could just kind of right. yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just like, I couldn't I couldn't live the way I lived out there on that basically. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was like, I didn't even live that nice. Like, if you look at my stories when I go to Mexico, I'm like, yo, I'm in the hood. I'm eating fucking authentic food. Like I don't go to down to the beach restaurants because that shit's like, nope. It's it's all my money. Like I could, I could go eat, I could go eat lunch, have a cocktail, and be at like maybe ten dollars. Spots like how that. hood is the hood in 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 like Cancun? Is it like pretty? Like how hood is the hood? Like like what Cancun, is the, what is the Cancun hood? Gutter, yeah, well, in, in Playa del Carmen, that shit was fucking. It was hood. Like it, it's. Like, like a lot of my friends from the hotels that work security, yeah. like they live in the places that were like $80 a month to live. They call it a Villas del Sol. There's like way on the outskirts. Like Damn. a lot of people, a lot of people 
drug dealers. A lot of people fucking die out there and you never hear about it. Um, but it was cool. Like one, one, one house would have like, uh, their garage was like a supermarket or like a little, like a, like a Oxo, like a seven 11. And then one, one house is like the taqueria and like in these little condos out there. So it was cool. Like we went to all the birthday parties Every, in Mexico, man, everybody treats you like your family. Like yep. you treat people well, they take you in, like they will help you move that you get invited to everything. And just the, the nicest fucking people you'll ever, like, I never been treated so well by people that were just complete strangers in my life. All right. Wow. Yeah, it's dope. It's, it's dope, crazy. man. It's, and then and then in December, every day it's a party. Dude. Like they're, 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 they're having a nonstop party all December. Always, like, man. They have, like, fucking, like, every hood gets, like, they get, like, a little carnival going. So it stops yeah. in every neighborhood throughout the whole month of December. And then the 31st wait, wait. is a big deal. Wait, why for the whole month? Is it? Is it, it's just a celebration thing that they do. And then yeah. why in December? Because it's the Christmas. The holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, they have all the posadas, like all the holiday parties you go to. And oh. It's fun, man. Mexico, like, Playa Carmen was like one of the best moments of like best times of my life. It was so wow. cool. Like, mm-hmm. it was dope, man. So how it's different, how different is that to being in Cabo? And so, so Cabo's all right. Like, <laughs> Cabo, I didn't have a car in Playa Carmen, bro. Like, I had a bike, I had a beach cruiser. Yeah. And then I'd take like the Colectivo, like the Combi, which is like the little van where everybody fits on. Yeah. Like you just hop on the van on the side of the road and it costs you like 20 pesos, 30 yeah, pesos. It's like a gypsy cab in New York. Yeah, pretty much. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And if it would be 30 people in that bitch, like one guy bring his fit fucking fresh fish in there. It stink. Like you get off that one and you get on another one. Like it's, it's, it was cool. Like I love that life. It was so, it was so dope. It was so stress-free. It sounds like yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. Food was amazing because there's such an international hub. Where mm-hmm. it's like you just have there's a ton of Argentinians, Italians, Israelis, and Russians, and then Americans, and obviously like Mexicans. You know, from all the Mexicans are from different states because you know 20 years ago Playa del Carmen was a city of like 5,000 people. Now it's like 300,000. So oh, wow. it, it was dope, man. Just ate good food every day, super cheap, and uh, good people. Man, fast fast forward from Playa del Carmen to Cabo. Like I love Cabo, but I had to I had to work there. So I moved from Playa del Carmen to Cabo in March of well, at February of 2018, I guess it is. The second I hit the ground, it's like okay, work. And then we opened at 11, and our doors shut at sunset. So I was the only DJ there they had. It was like you're the resident, so you work. So I worked. I get there at 10, set up all the writers for all the artists. If we had an artist that day, or if I had to DJ all day, I'd DJ for eight hours. That's like 10 a.m. in the morning. You're, you're yeah, yeah. 10, 10 a.m., get yeah. home at 8 p.m. Because I have to clean up everything. Mm-hmm. And then every every artist has a different writer. So it's like some of that shit's stupid, man. Oh, so you were taking care of all the artists too? Like as well? I did, I had did, I did to do all the technical. So I did all the tech. I did, <laughs> you know, they worked the piss out of me. Yeah. And then, so I was trying to find DJs to help that could come DJ. It's all clean music. These guys don't know the difference between clean or not clean. And then everybody just rips music off YouTube out there because nobody makes any money. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, my God. I ended up giving, like, three guys USB sticks. I'm like, okay, here's all the hip-hop you need. Listen to it. Figure out what you want to play. I don't give a fuck. Like, figure it out. Because I work, I literally worked every single day for, like, the first 33 days. So you're, like, the music director, entertainment director kind of over there a, a at, little bit. Right? At, pretty much. So I didn't do any bookings at that time. Mm-hmm. But I, I was – I had to do everything else. So we just – is it was it was crazy was you getting paid to do this extra work or was this just part of um, djing at the venue yeah so i i i was on salary basically he was a company man 
pretty much, right? Uh, dude, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So pretty you, much you all, were, you, all of us. You were a DJ, but you're a company man. You went to Cabo exactly. and became yeah, a company that, man, right? Okay. That's why. That's why they like you, man. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was crazy. Well, so uh, it's a good thing to learn. It's actually a good thing for DJs to learn how to be company men and not just be mm-hmm. an artist. Like you know what I mean? Like to yeah, work with yeah. the club, to understand mm-hmm. what the club needs. To kind of go outside of what your realm of being, yo, I'm a I'm a DJ. I do this and this is what I do, and kind of like being more available for the club. And so when a nightclub does expand, or when a venue does grow and they open other venues, they look to this one person. They're like, yo, this guy kind of helped us from the ground up. You know, we we should have him involved in the second venue and the third venue. And this is a guy who's easy to work with, rather than be mm-hmm. like. Yo, this guy is just like a DJ superstar. He thinks so. We're just gonna treat him like a booking. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it, it's a good thing to go through. I I think it's I think it's important that the what you've been going through. But you you were dealing with a lot of EDM artists, so I can't even imagine what their writers were like. Like it, yeah. it must have been crazy, man. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> these te- EDM dudes. I, I, ridiculous. So so like technically it was usually pretty similar, but certain guys wanted different stuff. But, like uh, what was out of the out of the ordinary that they were asked for? Four CDJs, and then they wanted it all linked or whatever. And then so these guys show up. They got one guy with fucking waving a flag around like a douchebag. One guy's DJing on two decks on the right side. Oh, I was only allowed to play on deck one and two as well. And this is like my fifth gig there, so I'm like, oh shit, like I better only do this, you know? Mm. I'm playing on deck one and two, fucking up because I play like. I usually play two, three. Or like he's a crossfader and everything like that, you know. And then so I'm like doing all that. These guys show up, get on, whatever. Hey, what's up? We're so and so. Fucking, we love the energy out here. They only sold like 200 tickets. I'm like, and y'all suck. Uh, <laughs> these guys show up. One guy's playing on deck three and four on USB sticks. None of them have a laptop with Serato. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy's sitting there twisting knobs on channel one and two, not oh, doing wow. anything at all. Not doing anything. Right. Like when I got back on, the knobs were all fucked up. I'm like, what did you do to the CDJ? I'm like, and just this stuff like that would constantly happen. Like, uh, we had one guy, uh, he was like on like the third day of a bender. He's like, oh, shit. hey, I need some fucking cocaine. I need some cocaine. <laughs> I, I can't do a German accent. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? We're in Mexico. I can't even get any coke. I'm like, I'm not getting fired for you to go do coke. Like, so you didn't get him cocaine? Fuck. <laughs> 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 he was on a bad one, yo. He was on a bad one. Like he was not looking so hot. Like he yeah, is crazy, man. Just, just <laughs> shit like that all the time, man. That's like, weird because you know I have I have a drop that goes cocaine, cocaine. Uh, yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. Hey, and then all, all of these people in Cabo just came to me and started giving me coke and stuff like that. So he should, <laughs> he should have my drop. <laughs> Uh, they just <laughs> handy little packs of yeah. cocaine, just little bags, bags. Yeah, they're just like, like hey, the club, did you call you? You just called me, right? I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Just... <laughs> cocaine. Here comes three little Mexicans. <laughs> we <laughs> right serve. Right we serve to you. <laughs> Straight off the beach, yeah. man. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. I'm just fucking around. Um, no, so, really so, it's, so it's a little bit like of a culture shock because you live in Playa del Carmen and you're like living it up, modest life, st- stress free. And then you yeah. just get dropped at Cabo Omnia, and then it's just stressed every fucking day for 32 days straight. Yeah, pretty much, man. And then it was just, I was just trying to find DJs to help me. So I'm like, I need a DJ for like 
a Monday and a Tuesday. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just need, I just need somebody to be able to play music. And then like, I'd book, I'd, I'd find somebody, I'd listen to them and they'd be like, nah, man, no, 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 no. I'm like, look, it's Monday. Like, I just need a break. And luckily, wow. like, uh, you mean the owners, luckily, wait, wait. So the owners would be like, we don't like that DJ kind of thing. Not Like management, yeah. all, the, all the employees. Like, so it was, it was crazy. Cause, and then on top of that, like opening a club means everybody is there. So we had like the executive, uh, vice president of Hakkasan group, oh, was there for, like the first two weeks, mm-hmm. um, executive director of marketing, you know, John Opus was there for the first month. Um, Orlando Akendo is like the executive director of ops. Like everybody, like on top of you, which is good. Like I don't care. I'm like it was great for me because they loved me because I'm like yo, know, like okay, you're doing exactly what we want. And like any any shitty EDM shows, we we went so long. It's like eleven to seven, eleven to seven thirty. We'd still kind of like hit our budget because the day would still be good. So um, they just they just like that I can kind of like play everything and play to whatever crowd came to the club. Yeah. So like. I got I got really lucky, and it's funny. Like when you said, like, oh, it's good to be like a like a company man. Like I think that's a big reason why I got the opportunity here in Vegas. It's just because I'm easy to work with. Like I don't really have an ego. Like I don't care. I'm like, yeah, you, know, you take the glory. Like my job is to be here and like to set things up for you, and basically to not fuck things up and make sure people have a good time. Yeah. So that was that was a uh, it was a blessing in disguise. But it was just a lot of work, and uh, yeah, it was definitely culture shock coming from. Uh, play some music on the weekend and you know chill at the beach four days a week to like I'm I'm like I'm grinding right now like this is like Mm -hmm. an actual grind it it must have been educational too though just to hear all of these kind of big big DJs and like hear how they play and what songs they play and kind of watch them right big time it was like uh, it was like in the master's degree because I was in I was in meetings so I I, kind of took it upon myself like to be a part of every group chat I can get into yeah as far as discussing this and that, like marketing, everything. And I talked to everybody. And then uh, I, I, I was in every group chat I can get into. I was in every meeting I could get into. Just because I'm like, okay, eventually I want to take this to a different level and try to make it, I'm not going to DJ until I'm like 60, you know? So if I want to stay in this business, this is the one opportunity I have to be by, like I get to talk to the CEO basically. Like I get to be in touch. Like I get to be in direct contact with these people that are very, very hard to get time with. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I kind of took it upon myself to like, okay, I'm going to learn as much as I can about this business, about all the bookings, about how we have to do, uh, you know, even just getting visas, like all that process. Like I eventually made my way into all these, all these group chats, all these group emails and uh, got into the booking conversation after like a year and a half. And uh, just like I said, you know, it was, just, it was it's free education, it's free game. And uh, it was work. So it was like, I'm like, whatever. Like, I, I, I always worked. So I'm like, I'll just work more. Like, now I'm working doing DJing instead of digging holes and fucking pouring concrete. You know? So you you would do, you were in Cabo doing all of this work for like two years straight pretty much, right? Yeah. So I was there. So I was there five days a week for like the first year. And then we redid my deal after the first year to just doing weekends. And then after that, I, I, did, I did all of March because March we had, we booked big name DJs. And like to go back to your thing, it's like, yeah, you hear all these DJs and I heard what worked, what didn't work. Right. I see the reactions. Uh-huh. No, nobody scratched. Nobody ever fucking scratched a song in. Nobody did anything. It was just like certain things you could see work. And so I just like, I, I took a lot from a lot of people. Like I bar like, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this, I like, I like this, but I'm putting my spin on it. Or like, I like, I listened to you play and like you crushed, uh, you played like some, like some sets where you're like, 
four Ja Rule songs in a row. I'm like, oh shit, that shit's dope. Like, you know, like you did like certain, yeah, like little, little mini sets. Like, because hey, no, A Rod, so uh, our director of ops is like, yo, DJ Crooked's coming, flight, make sure you got fucking brand new batteries in that mic, because he's on the mic all day. Like, he's the fucking, he's like, he's the fucking best, dude. He's the best guy we got. He's like, he's going to be the best DJ to come through here. I'm like, all right, dope. Yeah, he's he's so kind they, of like a lifer, right? He was at Omnia Hakkasan. And then he may have like never he may have I think he worked at um Jet. Jet, right. He did Jet, I think, I believe so. Yeah. He definitely worked with Light Group. Yeah. I mean he's definitely he's like a nightlife lifer. He's been in the business a long fucking time. Like from the ground yeah. up, right? To the point mm-hmm. where he's he's the uh he's managing uh Omnia Cabo, right? Pretty much. Yeah, he was uh he went from GM to director of ops, to marketing director, to everything. Yo. Wow. Like ran, ran all the restaurants. Like you'll never find a harder worker than A-Rod. Yeah. And then uh, he, he was my manager for a day. We went on a trip to Guadalajara. We like- uh, <laughs> Oh no, that's dangerous, bro. bro Jesus bro, Christ. I got, I, got, I got booked by these guys. They're like, hey, we want you to play at our club. Like we want you to play in, on uh, tomorrow though. I'm like, tomorrow? I'm like, I gotta play Omnia. Like, no, no, just come after, just come after. You don't, your set doesn't start till 1 a.m. Like, you play from 1 a.m. to 5 to five a.m. What? I'm like, well, I got, I got to work on Sunday morning. I, I got to work Sunday day. And A-Rod's like, flight, I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. Fuck that. Like, tell him I, I'm, I'm going to manage you to this, this trip. He's like, how much money are they going to pay you? I'm like, they're paying me a fucking lot. He's like, we're going, we're going. I'm like, all right, cool. And then so, like, me and A-Rod, like, we booked the flight. We booked the flight. We get done at Omnia. We left a little bit early. Caught a 7 p.m. flight to Guadalajara. And A-Rod's like, hey, who booked you again? I'm like, this guy. He's like, oh, he was like cursing me out the other day at, at Omnia because <laughs> we, had, we had a service charge. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, no, I'm, I'm fucking serious. I'm like, oh, shit. He's like, we charge him, we charge him a service charge. And he's all pissed off. Um, and uh, he's like, yo, he was like trying to fight me. I'm like, oh, man. All right, whatever. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like, we get to Guadalajara. We went to like uh, this club called Strana, which has like uh, the Omnia, you know, the Omnia, um, whatever that, that chandelier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they had that. But instead of it being like hydraulically controlled, it's on like fucking chains. Like, I don't know if they got little cats. Like, <laughs> Strana, Strana Guadalajara, like, I shit you not. You know, like, they did the same thing at midnight where they stopped the music and do the dun, 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 and like intro it. It was wild. I'm like, damn, man, we're like, we're out here. Like, we're doing this shit. And then so we get to this club in Guadalajara and they're like, yo, man, like, just do your thing, do your thing, whatever, you know? It's like, I started like playing, they were playing like Deep House. So I'm like, all right, so I started playing House. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, we want you to do like your Omnia thing, like, do your thing. So I, all right, so like I start playing, like I start playing some reggaeton. The guy's like, no, 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 play Ozuna. Like, people like Ozuna. I'm like, oh shit, okay, like it's gonna be like this. Dude's on my shoulder, like A Rod's like, yeah, that's the fucking guy. I'm like, oh shit, all right, man, like whatever. Like we're just DJing, getting super fucked up. I'm like, dude, this guy's telling me every song to play. I'm like, fuck this, like I'm getting paid, whatever. So we're just, we're just drinking. At like 4 a.m., I'm looking for A Rod. I'm like, yo. I'm like, where the fuck is A-Rod? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, where's my guy? I'm like, don't don't is A-Rod? I'm like trying to talk and DJ. I'm like looking for him in a panic. And they're like, no, he's good. He's good. I'm like, fucking show me where he is as I was going to stop the music. I'm like, no, no, no. Look, he's over there. A-Rod's sleeping on a fucking couch in the club. Motherfuckers always sleep in the club, man. Yeah, so A-Rod's asleep on a couch. I like, We get out of the club at like 5.30. We had a 7 a.m. flight to make it back to Cabo. 
I get A Rod, like we get out of the cab, A Rod's a fucking corpse. Like I put him on my shoulder like a knocked out boxer. Yeah. We walk through we walk through security, yeah. like, is he okay? Is he okay? I'm like, C C C C C. I'm like, wow, I start speaking English. So I'm like, he's good, don't worry, he's with me, he's good. And we got in the fight, man. The next day, A Rod, like I call him up at like 10 a.m. Like, A Rod, where you at? Where you at? Where you at? No answer, no answer. Oh man. So I run I, I run to A Rod's house. I climb his window, I start banging on his fucking window. This dude don't answer. I'm like, A-Rod, dude, you're gonna get fired. Like, fuck. So like I showed him work. Like, yo, where's A-Rod? I'm like, uh, he's just taking a nap. Yo, he'll be here in a little bit. Yeah. A-Rod pulls up at like 1 p.m. Just shows up, like nothing happens. Hey, what's up, guys? It was big ass little A-Rod smile. Yeah, man. Yeah, he has that he has that million dollar smile, right? He does, dude. He does. <laughs> the best personality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, man. I love that guy. Yeah, so that's uh, that's A-Rod, dude. That's A-Rod in the in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Work hard, play hard. Yeah. Damn, man. So y'all were working together out there and you would you would have been still working out there if the pandemic didn't hit pretty much and everything got shut down, right? Yeah. So after the first year they they paid me more to work three days instead of like six. Mm-hmm. And after this after that I was just working one because my kids ended up moving back to the States. So I was like flying back and forth every week. So I was like just working one or two days a week. I'd do like Saturday, Sunday. Those are kind of our crucial days or whatever. Cause I, yeah. by then I'd found really good local DJs. Um, I have a guy, Saul Sochi's fucking dope dude. Like he's, he's one of the best DJs in Mexico. He started as a buster and then like, I'd let him play songs on Mondays. And then uh, eventually he just proved himself to be like the guy. And now he's the resident there. But uh, yeah, man. So 2020, I was out there for March and uh, spring break was crazy. It started off great. We had like a Tiesto for our third anniversary, which is like our biggest show we've ever had. On March 14th, uh, Diorio kind of like canceled on the last second because of the pandemic, you know, like nobody blamed him. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we still crushed it. Like they paid me my little bit of money and we sold like, you know, the Diorio amount of money. So uh, we crushed it that day, and then um, Little John was supposed to play. He he's like, nah, I can't make it out there. Like I can't, uh, you know, it's just about like it wasn't it wasn't the right time for anybody to be DJing, right? So so uh, and that was like a big college day, and then all the college parties stopped that that day, and I went back to the United States, and uh, like that year. So in for 2020, like I had like a deal where I was going to play Vegas Hakkasan group venues. I had like four a month, so I was like dope like i'm gonna start like this i finally paid off i was like this is sick like it paid off finally like all this work we put in and then just fucking everything is gone so for the past year you were in the states just kind of wondering like what's gonna happen right pretty much yeah i was like yo i'm done djing like this is this is dumb like i I put my i put so much into it lost a lot you know i lost a lot of money just like trying to chase this dj thing yeah 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 i'm like man this is it's just not meant to be like during the pandemic i was driving back and forth to my hometown to just work construction again. I'm like, damn, I like, should have just done this the whole time. At least I had some money saved up still. And then you and then you got the call from Zook Zook Group. Right? Then I got the call, man. Yeah, then I got the call. <laughs> yeah. So knock on wood. <laughs> crazy, bro. Like wait, so when most, did you uh, when did you get the call? When did you get the call? You know, Richard Candido from from Hagasun Group. He's like uh, one of the lead promoters. He does the Deseo Sundays and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's like he he's like, to, I need you to do He used to be at Tao, I believe. Yeah. Did he? Okay, yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah, all the, I think feel like everybody's been everywhere. In the yeah, city, yeah. Right? They just kind mm-hmm. of they just rotate everywhere, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, he, it seems he, like man, he, he's a definite OG though. He's an OG in the game for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he he's never reached out to me for anything like directly. He's like, hey, I need you to do me a big favor, and 
I need you to do this wedding for this guy. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm like, he's like, just, just, just take care of it for me. He's like, I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll figure something out for you. Don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, cool. So I talked to this guy, uh, his name is Michael Waltman. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm like, uh, Richard asked me, like Richard reach out to me. I'm like, just let me know what you need for your wedding and I'll take care of you. You're good. And then I'm like, just pay for the rentals in my flight and uh, my stay and, and I got you. He's like, okay, cool. He hits me up like a month or two later. And I guess they're like starting to search for like resident DJs. He's like, do you want to DJ in, uh, in Vegas? I'm like, well, I think everybody does. He's like, all right. Like I can't guarantee you anything. It's not my department, but I will, I'll make sure your resume gets your EPK gets seen. So I sent my EPK over to, um, to Zook and they're like, Oh, you did, you've been a part of an opening. IU is like Tulum vibes. Like they want, like they want like Tulum vibes there. I happened to DJ at catch in Playa del Carmen and, I DJ in Tulum for years, a couple of years, you know, and then uh, wow. I had like the Vegas experience and fucking they called me up in like uh, the beginning of January and like, hey, we want to have a conversation with you. I'm like, okay, cool. Like figured I'd have to try to sell myself or whatever. And then it's like, hey, um, we want to bring you on. Like we want, you're going to be our first resident we bring on. Like, oh, nice. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, why me? I me? Like, you sure you got the right guy? <laughs> That's a good start for that's a good start for 2021 though, isn't it? Like uh, crazy, right in January. Yeah. I, and 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 after like Nuts. after everything pretty much shut down in March 2020, you know, you're basically like wondering what the fuck's going to be going on for like 8 to 9 months. You're like Dude. And then probably by the end of 2020, you're like, you know, this DJ shit is done. You get a call, Dude. you're like I'm not going to get my hopes up. Like it, you know, it's exactly. It's, it probably won't even pan out. And then in exactly, January, dude. they're just like, yo, yeah, we want you to come through and stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember, it was I think you like, you DM'd me or you texted me. You're like, yo, man, I, I forget what month it was, but it was early. It was the top of the month. I think you DM'd me like, yo, man, I'm going to, I think I'm moving to Vegas, man. I think I'm moving <laughs> to Vegas. <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't tell me he like, he, you know, he was signing with anybody. So in my head, I'm like, like, you know, so a lot of motherfuckers tell me they're going to move to Vegas. Yeah. You know, they get excited. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you better have something lined up, right? I think I said that. And you're right. like, no, no, no. I got something lined up. And I'm like, okay, good, good, good. Because yeah, I'm like, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you already cricket's like, oh, red flag, red no, flag. No, okay, yeah. No, no, okay. no. <laughs> Save your money. No, because like, there's, there's like so many dudes who move out to Vegas and they think like, I, you know, I have money saved up. I'm going to, I'm going to move out there and, um, you know, I could probably take care of six months rent, you know, and they yeah. end up some of them stay out here, stayed out here for a year and never got any residencies. Yo, they just never yeah. they they went out every weekend. They they made a presence. They try to talk to people and somehow sometimes it just didn't work for some it's fucking hard, reason. Bro. You know what I mean? It so hard. Yeah, it's hard. So like when motherfuckers tell me they come like moving <laughs> to Vegas, I'm always like, do you have something like solid? Like, cause a yeah. lot of dudes don't want to bring you in unless you're like co-signed with somebody or you have an in with somebody, you know, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but that's good. You really? can't. Yeah. So when you hit me, I was like, I was like, all right, this motherfucker's gonna come in. Let's link up. <laughs> let's link up. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then when you announce that you're gonna be at Zook Group and you're gonna be uh, at Resorts World, right? Yeah, it's crazy, man. I'm sure you I had. A, I'm sure you had a lot of uh, DJs hitting you up, like, "Yo, what up, man? What's good?" <laughs> Dude, it's crazy, man. Like when people found out I was booking for days I was gone, because essentially I just paid it. I'm like, look, I get paid X amount of dollars. Um, if you want to fill in for me, I'll get you a flyer. I'll just give you every dollar I make, 
and then, you know, I'm supposed to make, and you could take the spot because I wasn't going to go through the hassle of getting people work visas. I'm like, but you can come in and spin. So I like, I took care of like my day ones, like audio one came there a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ soul came there a few times. Uh, shadow man, uh, a lot of San Diego cats came through. I think dynamic came through, um, just a bunch of cool people. Like, I'm like, look, if I know you and I know you're good, like you're kind of wearing my name. Like this is my baby. So like, I know you'll do a good job. I, I booked you and it was cool with everybody locally. So we did that. But yeah. So once I went to, when I went to drop the Vegas thing, honestly, like I was like, Oh man, motherfuckers would be like, Oh, why? Who, who the fuck are you? Like, why'd you get this shit? But honestly it was all love. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I've done a lot of good for the community as much as I can. Like everything in my power, I've always tried to help everybody out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like that kind of came full circle. Like, we'll see if it's like that in a month or two from now. Yeah, yeah. It was dope to see, you know, like everyone knows you put in the work, you know what I'm saying? And honestly, after this past year, like you can't really hate on anybody, any DJ for like get finding work. Like you really can't hate on anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's even DJs that I don't necessarily love, but like I'm happy they're working. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want them to not work and take care of themselves. So. But yeah, I mean, yeah. when you announced that, I thought that was that was dope, and uh, and I was like, yeah, man, I, I think it's a dope look, and but I I know it's a lot of work, man. Like when you have to be the resident of of a new club opening, I mean, what you went through with Omnia Cabo, like you know, I've been through a couple of like I've been the resident at a few clubs open, you know, club openings, and it's fucking chaotic, especially mega clubs. Like Neva's been Bro. through a ton of them. And it's yeah, just, man, it's the worst feeling, man. I hate opening yeah. new venues, man. Yeah, because it's like every, everyone's temperamental. The GMs are temperamental. Mm-hmm. The entertainment directors are, are temperamental. Marketing's temperamental. The owners are temperamental. Everyone's yeah. trying to figure out what's the problem. What's they don't even focus on what's good. They're just like what's bad. Everything this is bad. We got to change this. And you're just kind of like you're going through the motions and like they're changing this they're changing that every every night we're changing this every we're changing night. that so <laughs> yep. when, when i heard that you're going to be the resident there i was just like man that's a lot of work because i already know so it's, it's a new not, not only is it a new hotel <laughs> a new mega hotel right with like yeah. insane like 3500 i don't thirty five thousand rooms or some shit i don't even know 3500 rooms in the first wing 3500 yeah. rooms and, in the first and it's going to expand it's going to expand a lot too it's fucking crazy and it, it's a mega hotel, and then their first, and it's a mega, like huge, like day pool venue, right? From what I heard, yeah. and I heard they, they were still like even at their opening, on their opening day, they were still like finishing construction on that shit. <laughs> Dude. So so check this. So I had I had to do uh, my first gig was supposed to be twenty fourth grand opening. Yeah, but they get, they mm-hmm. made me do a uh, employee welcome the twenty third, where I had to introduce the chairman of. Uh, Genting Group or Genting Group and introduced Scott Sabella, the CEO of Resorts World. And I'm up there like, we want you to play all of our residents. So I had to play Celine Dion, Katy Perry, uh, Luke Bryan, Carrie Underwood. Miley Cyrus, and, uh, right? I think. And, yeah, and all that shit. So I'm like doing the thing. Then they gave me four talking points and they wanted me to say like, welcome to Fabulous Resorts World. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. But I'm like, and then they're like, there's like 800 people each thing. The first, the first, Thing I played or whatever, there is like two thousand people rolled up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's our CEO Scott Sabella. Like, I'm like, oh man, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. And like, that was my welcome to it, where just everybody, like, like however many eyes I thought were on me in Cabo, it was the CEOs of Resorts World, like 
from Asia, um, CEO of Zoo Group, like all these guys from Singapore, um, everybody, you know, like everybody's been there every single day. I've, I've played a song. So it's been, uh, it's, it's been this like pretty pressure packed, like pretty scrutinized, you know, and uh, it was crazy. So that was the first day. That was my first gig there. And then the second day was grand opening, which mm-hmm. like the 23rd, yo, it was a whole construction team in there, like finishing bars. Um, yeah, I, I was actually at the hotel on, that, on the 23rd. There was like tape still on the floor. Yo. They were still, boards are still up. That was supposed to, the club or the um, spot was supposed to open up the next day. It was still, it was still working on it that I night. Like, I was like, there's no way they can get this ready. Like yeah. I come from a construction background. I'm like, there's absolutely no chance. Mm-hmm. And, yo, they had it ready. Like, yeah, that's, for the, that's for how the Vegas works. <laughs> Crazy. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Yeah, so so grand opening was uh, June 24th, and that was just at the resort pool. It was me, and then uh, Celine Dion's son played a set. Then it was Paris Hilton, then it was uh, Tiesto. It, we opened doors at 8. At 7.55, Paris came up to do sound check, and she's like, her manager comes up. She's like, where's our tractor? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, where's our tractor? She's like, I brought this up here, and like, you guys didn't set it up. I'm like, look, I'm just a DJ. Like, I'm not, I'm not a tech guy. I'm like, you know? She's like, no, you guys were supposed to set this up and this and that. She's like, why did I bring this up? Paris is up there just like standing right behind her, like kind of stressing out. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, we opened doors in five minutes. She had a, like a control S4 thing or whatever, like a little controller. Mm-hmm. And this, mind you, Tiesto's road manager is very, very particular. Like Tiesto's shit has to be dead on exactly how they want it. Cables are, were cherry, like everything looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we had to set up Paris's thing. Like, they're freaking out. Oh, my God. I'm like, all right, look, show me where all your stuff is. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. So they, they give me this thing. It's like in a suitcase, like her, her Control S4. For her 30-minute set, we had to set this thing up. Was it a regular suitcase like, or was it, like, bedazzled? A reg- like a regular suitcase. Okay. Like, 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 a, like a broke suitcase. I was, like a, like I was like thinking a, the same thing, but a bedazzled suitcase in pink. Yeah, <laughs> pink something, some, yeah something that, like, Barbie would have had. Like, some, some yeah, Barbie. Yeah, exactly. Nah, exactly. She, she was dressed up like Barbie, but she had, like, some, like, Samsonite suitcase with her control S4 in. Nice. And our, our cables were over here. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, we had everything set up. All the sound guys were downstairs. I'm like, look at And, like, luckily, we had, like, one sound guy there. I'm like, look we need to set this up now. I'm like, we have to run it through channel four or whatever. And she's just going to throw it up there and we're just not going to tell her and just let her play. I like, I don't think she's going to care. We're like, just make it sound good. So like, okay, cool, cool, cool. All of a sudden starts pouring fucking rain it, right at eight yeah. o'clock. It never rains pouring. in Vegas. It like literally never pouring. rains in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. At the end of Especially June. Especially in the summertime, it never <laughs> rains in Vegas. I, I was like, yo, this shit cannot go any worse. Like, I couldn't believe it. Pouring rain, I'm like, oh fuck! I got this lady yelling at me. Paris Hilton standing right behind her. All of a sudden, they run in like under a cabana. I'm like, god damn it, dude! Like, I'm like, look at you need to get one of the tech guys up here now. And then so like, and then uh, the the talent guys like holding a tarp over my head. I'm like trying to hook up this fucking S4 thing. And then it like stops raining at 8:20, and the rain honestly saved our ass because like we got it set up and right. like we kind of teched it. Your little sound check real quick at like 8:20, and then. It's like, okay, cool. Walked downstairs. And then I played till Celine Dion's son played. And then Paris came up like a few minutes late and played like a 15-minute set. And yeah. what's up? What's up, Las Vegas? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's crazy. It's Paris Hilton. Like for me, you know, like we're old cats. Like she actually was like kind of famous. Like, no, I don't care about like the young kids. It's like kind of cool. It's like, okay, it's Paris Hilton. 
so it was cool. Like she did, she did her thing. She DJed, and then uh, yeah, from there on, the night went good. Like I was supposed to be done at twelve, it went till two. Like everybody was kind of, it was cool. It was like a, it was a good look because everybody, literally every single person was there. So yo, to so, get through yeah. a night like like that, because never yeah. would have been stressing the fuck out. Never would have been. Was, uh, yeah, never, hell yeah, never, never, never would have never would have walked out at least three times. Yeah, <laughs> nah, never. <laughs> Never, you would have walked out. You would have walked out for sure. You I would've would have wanted to walk out. I don't know if I would have walked out though. <laughs> oh man, you be so like to really get through that. You kind of gotta like not give a fuck, right? You kind of like yeah. got. You kind of just gotta do your job and like not give a fuck about like too much. You just kind of gotta like solve the problems a little bit, right? Yeah, that's it, man. It's like. Well, I was stressed as fuck like all day because I did sound check the night before. Like the day before, I got there at, like. 11 got home at like 11 this is doing sound checks doing sound check with tiesto's team um doing all my gigs i had to do that day yeah i have like these two welcome parties which were stressful because i don't really like i'm, I'm good talking to the mic like i I'm, I'm good on the mic and everything like i'm not good like i'm fine on the mic you know like introducing people where it's just awkward i'm like oh shit like this is fucking weird like stone sober like give me a couple of drinks i'm good good and i was like stone sober <laughs> got the whole hotel staff looking at me i'm like all right like, this is very important. And then 24th was the most important day of my life, probably. Like, I'll probably have, never have a bigger day than that, as long as I live. Like, open a fucking casino, you know? And uh, my face is on the side of the wall. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this shit's weird, yo. Wow. But, <laughs> hey, like, honestly, the rain was the best thing to happen to me. Like, it started pouring rain. I got yelled at by fucking Paris Hilton's team. Like, that camera is all in there. She does some reality show. Yeah. Like, I was like, fuck. Like, like you said, like, who gives a fuck? Hey, fuck it. You're here. Just do your fucking job. So like, yeah. I'm like I just played music. I kind of had an idea what I was going to play. So I was like, just kept it happy, kept it familiar, like good vibes. And, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Took like three shots of tequila in between. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, fucking feeling better now. Now it's, it's chilling. <laughs> yeah. yeah at, one, uh, at one point I walked by Kendall Jenner and Usher. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and then, uh. Steve Aoki's in the fucking middle of the crowd just like dancing because he has like a restaurant there. Like, what the fuck is happening right now? It's one of those situations when when shit like that happens, you can't get too self-involved and you can't care too much about your feelings or how people are talking to you or all this. You kind of got to like, you kind of got to like... You got to leave it at the door. You got to leave it at the door. You kind of got to like not give a fuck, but like solve the problems. And then you also like, because, you know, sometimes you have expectations like, oh man, you know, like... I want it to go this way. It should go perfect. I want my set yeah. to be perfect. You just kind of got to like not give a fuck and be like, you know what? Like it, there's going to be fuck like, it. yeah, like yeah. fuck it. Like there's going to be certain mistakes and stuff that happen, but I'm just going to solve them as they go. And then it's probably not going to be as bad as like, I think it is compared to how like the audience views it because yeah. I'm literally seeing all the behind the scenes shit and they're not really seeing all of that. So you kind of got to, like, not give a fuck, and you have to put on that face of, like, you know, like, yo, everything's all good, like, having fun, this shit is yeah. a vibe, and everything. Unlike, like, DJ Neva's with, like, Little John's picture. Remember that picture? <laughs> <laughs> the rivalry. Hey, why, why are you bringing uh, that up again? Man. <laughs> you, you squashed it, man. <laughs> Damn, man. No, but I mean, yeah, it's a that's a tough situation, man. That's 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 crazy. That's a lot going on, and I'm sure like yeah. you have you have all these big acts, acts coming through there that you have to like juggle right pretty much at the pool over there. At, uh, are you? 
Yeah, so we have a bunch of a bunch of different people that come through. So it's like it's been crazy. So like um, we had these fucking CDJ three thousands. You know, like they don't they don't work well with Serato. So like yeah. Tay James had issues with them. I've had issues with them. So I kind of like went to record box like we were talking about, like you were talking about the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. But but then I put all my cues in there, and then the other day something in the settings like when I hit my hot cue that I had or I thought I had, it went back to like one of the first songs I played in the night. I'm like, what the fuck? Like it's just it's crazy. So it's a different setup every night. Like some nights there's an S9, some nights there's a 900, which doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah, three thousands like are kind of different. Wait, but, so uh, with the three thousands, are you using a box or you're doing how are you? Using there's no, it? there's no like. CS don't even let you set up a box. Like your shit's got to be what oh. he's going to run. So I just play off the sticks when he plays. And then uh, when like we, uh, so I've done like, I've done Jack Harlow, g Easy, and then Tiesto shows so far. So like Tiesto is just going to be the Tiesto thing. It's like, you're going to run your four CDJs and I'll just play sticks for that show. And then uh, for the hip hop shows, like luckily I can use Serato for those. Cause there's like a S nine. And then, uh, Cause like the sticks are cool, but it's like, you kind of need to have a library, you know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not good enough on them. I played on sticks a lot in Playa in, in Mexico. It's cause it gets so hot some days or whatever, but mm-hmm. I was mostly playing like house music or like, it's like kind of like songs ride, you know, how's, versus how's, like, how's, how's record box been for me? I haven't, I haven't had the greatest luck with it. Like just cause the cue point thing I told you the other day. Yeah. Like I was like making, I was like mixing a song and then I hit a hot cue and then all of a sudden it reverted to some other song. I was playing like, what the fuck? It's like, I played on Serato, you know, like I don't know how many hours I played on Serato and like HID modes. So it's like, I just, I'm kind of used to doing the same thing all the time. So uh, it's just a matter of getting used to it. I'm sure it'll be, and it's just mixing music, you know, like at, at the end of the day, Yeah, yeah. but it's just getting used to it is a little bit different. You guys have only been open barely a month, right? Pretty much. Like not even a month. Yeah, so we've done. Weeks. Yeah. So after grand opening was day club opening. So, uh, the first day was with Ruckus, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We had we had we had a conversation about him <laughs> with his electric. Uh, he has like the uh, he does the electric guitar guitar thing on the CDJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the CDJ. Yeah, yeah, man. He's a fucking. Yeah, he's he, a rock star, bro. He's the way he, does he is. Uh, yeah. He's got he's got it. He's got his uh, DJ Ruckus aura to him. You know. Yeah, it's called. Like, cool people. It's called electric sex. That's his aura. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> yeah, no, he had yeah, yeah, yeah. he had a single called Electric Sex, right? Oh, did he? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Remember he made slip mats? There was electric. I remember that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> no, never you got some. I know you got some. Did Fuck out of here. For sure. <laughs> for sure he does. No, no, I'm saying he didn't give uh, you he didn't give you. He didn't give me no no. He didn't give me no slip mats. Uh, I think <laughs> I think Ross Warren or Rathicon has electric sex. Slip mats <laughs> from Ruckus. It's crazy. It's no, no, no. It's uh, no, no. I want to look that up, man. Maybe a venue had them, but I did see them up front. <laughs> I, I swear, like he hand, like I felt like he gave like everyone at Jet except me electric sex. Nah, I, I didn't get none. You nah. didn't get none. No. Nah. <laughs> I kind of want to like look on eBay and get get an electric sex slip mat now. But no, nah, he does I, that. He does that crazy um, CDJ electric guitar shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like, it's, yeah. Thing. it's insane when he does it. People love that shit. It's like, yeah, yeah. he's a great he, showman. He's a great DJ. He really, he is really show. good. Yeah, really good DJ. Really good person. Like he played with me in Cabo one time, and it's cool as fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, 
like goes it goes so far like i always tell people like how how you like act with people how you interact with people like it goes so far to yeah. to where you're gonna get booked like because eventually none of these edm guys do i was eventually gonna have a hand in who gets booked for march but it's like we're in a conversation like okay who do we like who sells and like we brought loud luxury back because they crushed it but i'm like yo these motherfuckers are cool like they're the coolest dudes like i love working with them mm. i love like i like working with party favorite like there's a bunch of guys i'm like yo these guys are dope as fuck like let's bring them back if we can and even that's that's the guys that are beyond what any of us will ever pull dollar wise you know and uh it goes so far man like just fucking treat people good you know like i know i i knew at cabo like everybody i walked through the kitchen every day like i'd go fuck around like cook some tacos with the guys like i do the whole shit like i go behind the bar and bartend like whatever like i just had fun like i got to know every single person there yeah and it goes it goes so far with just like you know treat people good like treat everybody the same and like uh that shit re- that shit will reciprocate in the long run like you yeah know, we're, we're all just like if it doesn't you know it takes every single person to make the shit work like you mm-hmm. don't have a good door guy you know if your security sucks and you have people passed out on the floor like okay well your club's gonna suck you know like if your bartender suck or if your servers like any it, it, it's so much it just uh you know everybody's like oh i'm a fucking dj like i'm a superstar and this and that like we're just kind of like you know we're little cogs in the wheel like we're just we're here like my job on a lot of these days is to make sure i don't fuck everything up and i know that i'm like i'm gonna show out like i'm gonna do my thing and really really try to make sure like people remember me but in the grand scheme of things like my job is to not fuck up before Tiesto gets on. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. In days of the headline, like, yeah, okay, I'm going to have a little bit more of an ego about him, like a little bit more more swag about what I'm doing. But it's like, even when Tiesto plays, I'm like, okay, when he gets done, I'm going to try to kill what he did. Like, I'm going to get on, you know, throw a couple cuts in, like do a couple things like that he doesn't do. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, like try to get remembered. But yeah, man, it's, 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 a, it's just such a crazy, like, what we do is so cool, man. Like we, we literally get paid to go fuck around and play music. Like, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of opener closers forget about the closing set. I feel like they, you know, like the opening set is, it's like, like you said, we're all working as a team. I know we talked about openers and closers all the time, but the closing set is really the time to fucking murder it. You know, like yep. once the headline is done, the opener closer can really get on afterwards and be like, yo, it's time like, to shine. It's time to shine. <laughs> And it's like yeah. one of those things whenever like an opener is just doing too much before the headliner, you could just tell like there's like an insecurity level. I don't know what the fuck it is. You know what I mean? It's just like you're doing way too much. You don't have to prove to me or anybody or the or the club that you deserve to be here. Like you deserve to be here. You know what I'm saying? Or you should be headlining. I agree. You should be headlining. But that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. not your job right now. You know what I'm saying? But when yeah. it's time to close, go off. And, like, if you go exactly. off, like, if I'm headlining, if you're going off, I'm going to stay and I'm going to hang with you, you know. There's many times, like, um, I was in uh, Tao, Chicago with DJ Heavy. We spoke about him a few okay. weeks. Like, yo, yeah. he he uh, he was he's the resident at Tao, Chicago. You know, he would close for me. He'd be going off. I'd get on the mic. I'd amp him up. Like, we just yeah, keep it. Yeah. We'd be drinking and having fun. And, like, oh. he's straight killing it. And I'm on the mic. And we just having fun. I'm like, yo, have you fucking killed that shit, yo. That shit was fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's one of those Absolutely. things where that's that's really what opens and close really got to learn. They have to really set the tone in the beginning, right before the headliner yeah. gets on. But yeah, I mean, I, 
I, I I miss I miss those closing sets. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's because you can really fun, go off. You can really go. And plus, you're like counting. You're like when the headline is up there, you're like, okay, he didn't play this. He didn't play this. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He yeah. didn't play this. He didn't play this. And like, oh man, I'm gonna go off. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one. Yeah. It's like a dope feeling when you have that. Like, all right, it's like you're next up to bat. You're like, yo, I I'm about to I'm about to hit this motherfucker out the park. Like. Yo, it's, always, yeah, yeah, always, every single time. It's like, yo, okay, I, I got, I, you know, you know, you have your, you have your whatever thirty tracks in your head. Like, okay, this is gonna bang tonight. Like, this is gonna work tonight. Yeah, yeah. And okay, like they play this, 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 but like, oh, you forgot this one. Okay, I got, yeah. I'm a, I got this, I got this. But like, same thing with openers. You know, like I, I had like DJ Gordo open for me in Chicago. Like, all those cats are so fucking good. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, eh, there's so many dope DJs. Like, there's plenty of DJs that are better than me. Like, yeah. I, I'll be the first to admit it. Like these guys are so fucking good. I'm like, damn, this you're killing it. And like, but like they're not even jumping on the new shit. They're just they're just playing such a dope set. You're like, damn, this shit's sick. Like, mm-hmm. I just wanted to sit there. I'm like, damn, like I wish you could play all night, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I'll get on and I'll get on and do my thing. But it's like, yo. But uh it's crazy. Like there's so many different ways to open. It's like take I I, I take a lot of pride in everything I do. Like I never I never like uh I'm not just like, okay, I got my job, I'm cool, I have a contract, I'm cool. Like, no, like I'm gonna I'm going to like my set, like I, I make the crate every week because I have to show a crate to Tiesto. It's like this crate's going to probably have 50 new songs and probably have 50 songs out of that. Wait, so Tiesto, Tiesto has to see what you're going to play pretty much? Yeah, I have to get it. I have to get, basically get it approved. But I give him like a crate of like 150 songs. Oh, wow. So that's like, yeah. So like certain guys are like that. Um, certain certain DJs are like that where it's like just to make sure you're not going to play their shit or anything that's going to yeah, be yeah. your set yeah. and like water their shit down, which uh, is kind of cool because it takes the stress off me. So if I'm not gonna play "Show Me Love" or like a remix of it, like I don't have to worry. Like, right. oh, he's, he play, he just plays "Show Me Love." Like, you know, because there's like certain songs that are a lot of us play. Wait, so do you have a list of what not to play, or he just needs to see what you're about to play, and then he he says no, 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 yes, 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 or whatever. Like, I just, I just send him what I'm gonna play. He's never said no to anything I played. Oh, he so just wants like, to know, like, okay, you, okay, that, that's that's pretty. I'm cool, not gonna. Fu- yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking play uh, "Booyah." At fucking eleven o'clock at night, you know, right, right, right. Or like pursue that, you know what I mean, like that type of vibe, right. So it, for me, it makes my night a lot less stressful. I'm like, yo, I can like, okay, I know I can just like bang this out, whatever I have in here. Like, I can play whatever hip hop I want. So I really play hip hop, right. And uh, like, it's easier for, me. yeah, it's a lot easier for me to open for an open for for a for an EDM DJ than an open format guy. Yeah, because open yeah. format, I'm like, oh, I better not play pop that. I better not play this. I better not, you know. There's certain songs that I'm like okay, like I can get people to put their hands up. I'm like, eh, he might play that. So like, I'm like more in my head. Yeah. Like if I'm opening for yeah. like a, for a ruckus versus if I'm opening for Tiesto, I know it's going to be this vibe up here. And I'm like, okay, I can just kind of like, I could drop down and do a 15 minute hip hop set once or twice. Mm-hmm. And like, cause you know, if you're doing a four hour open, it's like basically like playing a whole night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah. You, yeah. It's like you have in Vegas, you know, people come in, They've been drinking all day. Like they come in at level fucking ten, and like you got to bring them back down a little bit, but still keep them engaged. And then like I don't know every song. Every, like for me, every song I play, I'm like, oh man, I hope I don't lose the crowd. You know, like they're not going anywhere. They can stay all night for. Yeah, they're yeah. waiting for the headline. But in my mind, I'm like, I want to do a fucking great job. You know, it's so. it's, it's interesting at the win. The openers, like uh, I guess the music directors and entertainment directors, have been telling the openers. And this is maybe for the past few years that they need to have a 10 to 20 minute cool down set right before the headliner. It's like, That's a, smart. it's mandatory. 
and they don't let any of the openers or anyone who's uh, DJing before the headliner get on the mic because they they, oh, okay. they they believe that whoever's headlining that's the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they tell the openers like, "Yo, they like um, there's a ten minute cooldown right before Diplo gets on, or you know, Chainsmokers gets on, or whoever gets on. You have to cool gotcha. it down so you're not. I think, I think there was like a couple of openers who were just going ham. Like right yeah. before, right before <laughs> Diplo got on, he's like, "Yo, uh, y'all gotta chill." Like, I need like a twenty minute cooldown, or I need a thirty nice. minute cooldown, or something. Like, so like literally, they 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 work that shit into like the 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 operations at the club, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Like, um, because it's like know, it's like as headliners, like when you come into a situation, you have to just deal with all these different types of DJs and. You know, they're all different. Like, one DJ is, like, chill. One DJ is just, like, going fucking ham. Another opener's all on the mic yeah. doing extra shit. And then you have to, like, find a way to, like, revert that energy. Yeah. And, and the, the whole point is that these dudes don't care because when they get off, it's, like, whatever. Like, I don't give a okay. fuck. It's not oh, It's I'm not my problem. Bad. Like, yo, you're, you're <laughs> on next. You fucking it's figure like, it it's out. It's all you. Yeah. yeah, they fucking put their hand up like they just won this championship game and shit. That's yeah. like playing in L.A. Yeah. You play in L.A., these motherfuckers play everything before you. Mike, the whole time, like, I remember getting to, I've never played this one spot in L.A. Like, it was Mo Bamba right before me. Like, all the shits, like, everything. Just, yeah, 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 like, this, like nonstop, like, oh, like, cool, cool, like, cool. Like, okay, I'm not gonna, I can't play anything new now, yeah, yeah. which is fine. But it's like after like um, you almost have to reset the room for yourself sometimes, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like uh, I, I don't know, like you come across that a lot. Like I, I did, I mostly headlined for, like the last two years before last year before pandemic because I was like playing a bunch of different places. Yeah, yeah. And like it's it's I don't know, like it's good to have both perspectives because I'm like okay, I kind of know what my job is as an opener, and then if I headline it, yeah, it's it's on. Like so like, yeah. But you'll see, you'll hear guys before you're like, fuck, dude, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, kind of pisses you off sometimes, you know? Well, I think, I think before the pandemic, we were all kind of like, we weren't like, we kind of let it go. Like we let, like if an opener was burning us or if an opener was like doing extra shit on the mic and like being like going ham and like turning it up and like, you know, I think like everyone was kind of letting it go. But I think now I think... I think it's different now for some reason. I don't know why it is, but I, I just feel like at this point, I, I think it is different. Like if you don't know how to DJ and you don't know how to open, like, like, you know, you need to learn, you need to understand how to read the room a little bit. Right. It's a little different. It's like Momo when Momo was on the show. Remember he was like, I'm not going to make excuses or try to save fucking, yeah. I'm not going to try to save people. Like when motherfuckers are trying to sabotage, the room anymore you know what i'm saying so it's like i I don't know i think i feel like it's a little different now it's like after this past year if if we work in like do the right thing and do shit right kind of a little bit you know what i'm saying i i I don't know Mm -hmm. i i think i i like that cool down thing though where they were like yo we're gonna cool it down five minutes ten minutes and i was like that's that that makes a lot of sense i was actually surprised that it was actually worked into operations like you know, like motherfuckers, like managers and, and directors actually had a meeting about it. And they're like, look, you know, like we have to we have to change this. And this is this is like 
part of regulations that all the openers and the DJs have to follow. So I was like, it's really interesting, you know? And and it, honestly, it makes a DJ, if I'm an opener, it makes me a better DJ, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's got to play a part. I have, it it makes me a better part. DJ because then I just start searching other music, you know, and I start learning and, yeah. I, and I start learning all these other things instead of just like going to the same things that work all the time, you know, that... The headline of my yep. play and everything. And that's what it really all comes exactly. down to. You know what I'm saying? What do you call it? Flight. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Pause. <clears throat> I don't think so, man. I'm all good. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, been, he's been waiting for that for you to ask him that. Because you didn't see his reaction. He was like, finally. I, I was like, damn, I'm going to pause all day. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be good. <laughs> so what venues are you doing at Resorts World? Okay, so I, I do everything at Resorts World, but I'm mostly uh, nightclub stuff. So right now we're IU Nights. So IU Nights is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like um, EDM shows, hip hop shows, whatever, whatever we end up booking. IU Day Club is also EDM. It's mostly EDM and house. And then on Sundays we have Moonbeam Sundays, which is all at IU Day Club for now. And uh, Moonbeam is like all house music, house music. So like. Uh, we had Disclosure, we have MK, uh, Jamie Jones, um, Camel Fat, bunch of bunch of dope acts come in on Sundays. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, man. So Zook Nightclub opens, uh, I believe it's Labor Day weekend. Oh, we got, really? Yeah, we got three oh. weekends in a row of J Balvin Takeover. So it's going to be... It's going to be crazy. We got, like, our residents, our resident lineup is sick, and uh, mm-hmm. dude, it's the best company. Like, the CEO has been there every show, just hype me. Give me 42 shots, pour champagne down my throat. Like, <laughs> nice. That's nice. Cool, cool people, man. It's just uh, welcome really, really to, welcome to Welcome to Vegas, man. Welcome to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. I appreciate you guys, man. I, I, don't, I don't have a guest list unless I've known you for years. So yeah. I don't have a guest list, man. Don't hit them up on the DM saying, hey, I'm hey, coming through. <laughs> I was going to ask you, uh, you posted about this one venue in particular that I kind of want to go visit, uh, Red Tail. Yeah, yeah. So I play Red Tail too. Red Tail is yeah, yeah. our sports lounge. It's our sports lounge. Um, mm. It's like a we have uh, like a hundred TVs or something, a hundred screens, wow. um, free, free like uh, basketball game, free Street Fighter, all that stuff. Super, super dope venue. There's like beer pong, like like giant beer pong, all that stuff. So oh. a great venue. We also have Famous Foods um, at the casino, which is like sixteen little restaurants that serve like specialty dishes. So there's like a picking duck taco place. There's uh I've been there. It's been like good. They have, like, they have like every Asian cuisine in like yeah. 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 It's man, like it's a, crazy. It's a crazy food court. Yeah. 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 Super, it's ex- super dope it's expensive court. though. That shit is expensive though. Over there. It is. Hey, <laughs> I, 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 I just like I, t- I go to dinner uh, sparingly out here, you know. Oh. Uh, I, think, I, think, uh, yo, me, I wait for my invites. Me me and Neville went to that shit and it was like Twenty dollars for four dumplings. I was like, "Yo, they, yeah. they caking off over here." <laughs> hey man, um, hey yo, flight once again, man. Thank you for coming through with the podcast. It's been a pleasure, man. We'll see Definitely. you. Out there. See you soon, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate you guys having me, man. Thank you so much. All right, brother. Cheers. All right, All right, man. Take care, y'all. Cheers. Peace, man. Peace. Peace.